It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you're listening to this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a single edition of the show and be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday, including tomorrow, I answer weekly Friday mailbag questions. So either at me or DM me on this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked On Panthers. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to ten times your money on your entry. First time users can receive one hundred percent instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars. A promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com. Promo code Locked On. So the Carolina Panthers are in search of a new head coach to take them into the rest of the 2023 offseason, then into the 2023 regular season of the NFL this year later on in the fall. We've already talked about a handful of candidates that the Panthers have already requested to talk to. That's Shane Steichen, the OC of the Philadelphia Eagles, Ben Johnson, the OC of the Detroit Lions, Frank Reich, the former head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, also formerly a Panthers quarterback and has also spent time as an OC, Ken Dorsey, former Carolina Panthers quarterback coach under Ron Rivera, now is the OC in Buffalo, working with Sean McDermott, the former DC here in Carolina, and of course, Josh Allen, the quarterback there. Mike Kafka, a former Northwestern quarterback, played briefly in the NFL, spent time under Andy Reid and with Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback coach in KC, his first year now as the OC for the New York football Giants, Jim Caldwell, former head coach in Detroit with the Lions and in Indianapolis with the Colts, also Used to work as a quarterback coach once upon a time. And, of course, Steve Wilkes, the interim head coach here in Carolina. Did you notice the trend there, folks? Quarterback coach, quarterback coach, quarterback coach, OC, OC, OC. Played in college as a quarterback, played in the NFL as a quarterback. David Tepper absolutely has a type. And one of those candidates, Frank Reich, who earlier this week was reported to be interviewing with Carolina, but then there was conflicting reports that he wasn't, that he was. Well, apparently on Wednesday, he did finally have a conversation with Steve Wilkes, the 61-year-old Frank Reich, as I mentioned before, played here for the Carolina Panthers before, has spent a lot of time um, in the NFL as a player and as a coach. He was in Philadelphia when they won the Super Bowl and led Nick Foles to one of the most epic performances that we've ever seen by a quarterback of his caliber. Like, think about this. Nick Foles had seven touchdown passes in a single game, which I'm not sure if that's still the touchdown pass record, but if it is, I think that's tied with Peyton Manning. And then he went to a Super Bowl against Tom Brady and outdueled him, became Super Bowl MVP. Like, is there a Hollywood movie yet about that? Because there's a lot of money to be made. It's still incredible that that even happened. 
that Nick Foles is able to do that. So a lot of credit to Frank Reich. But then he gets to Indianapolis, of course, has Andrew Luck. Year one goes great. They go to the divisional round, lose to Kansas City. No shame in that. Then 2019 in Anvil falls on top of his head, Jim Ursay, the owner in Indianapolis's whole head, and the entire league's head. As Andrew Luck, one of the young starlet quarterbacks, decided, I'm tired of this, man. I'm sick of feeling like crap. I'm sick of being in rehab all the time. I don't want to do this. I love football, but I love living life healthy way more than football. In recent articles, Andrew Luck is so happy he's not playing football anymore, and congratulations to him. So Andrew Luck decides, hey, I don't want to do this, which means – Frank Reich's stuck with Jacoby Brissett for a season. That doesn't really work out. Then they get the pandemic season, bringing Phillip Rivers in his last year, get to the playoffs, go to the wild card round, lose a tight game to Buffalo. Then last year, it's like, all right, Carson Wentz bombed in Philadelphia, but he had success under Frank Reich. They have a relationship. Maybe Carson Wentz goes to Indy. That will work out. They won a big game on a Saturday night against the New England Patriots. Looked like they were well on their way to the playoffs. Then they fell flat, losing their last two games, including to the Jacksonville Jaguars, whose fans were all decked out in clown costumes because they wanted the GM, Trent Balky fired. That's the day the Colts missed out on the playoffs, and that was also the day where Jim Ursay was at the tarmac next to his private jet saying, uh, we need a quarterback, and basically said, Carson Wentz, get out of town, sent him to Washington, then they brought in Matt Ryan. That didn't work out, so the recent returns – from Frank Reich have not been positive. I still think he can be a good head coach, and I think he's someone who is worthy of being recycled. Now, guys like Josh McDaniels, who I think I made it very clear yesterday, I think the guy's a bum as far as his coaching ability as a head coach and a leader of men. I'm not a fan of him, and there's certainly other coaches out there which is like, why would we do that again? I just don't understand how they've gotten multiple opportunities like Pat Shermer. It's wild to me. But Frank Reich, I don't know how much it really is on him especially when it's like Wentz isn't good of course but was it Chris Ballard the general manager who wanted that move to happen was it Jim Irsay and it's similar to Carolina yes Matt Rule clearly had a major role in what was going on here with the roster but for me what led to all of the quarterback change was David Tepper the owner so you got a meddling owner in Indianapolis, which is why I view it as one of the worst jobs of this hiring cycle, as there's five jobs right now. And according to Mina Kimes at ESPN, she thinks the Carolina Panthers have the best job. And it's hard to argue with her. I've already said, Panthers, Broncos, those seem like the top two jobs. Arizona, I'm good there. Even with Kyler Murray, I'm not a huge fan. But the ownership, crazy. Houston, by far the worst job. The ownership is bat bleep crazy. And then Jim Irsay. What more else needs to be said about that man and what he's doing with his football team? So I just wonder if it was Jim Irsay that kind of messed things up for Frank Reich. So certainly I am down for an experienced coach like Frank Reich to come here to Carolina if that's what happens. He's not on top of my list. I will tell you all the, my top rankings for the non-Steve Wilkes candidates that are going to interview or at least have been requested to interview here in Carolina in just a moment. But I'm fine with Frank Reich who apparently interviewed on Wednesday. Now I talked about... David Tepper having a type yesterday. That type is very clear. He likes guys who coach on offense and also have played quarterback once upon a time, whether it was in college or in the NFL. And if you didn't think that was the case yesterday when I talked about this and when all the news is coming out on Tuesday of the new coaches that were candidates for the Carolina Panthers, 
well, he doubled down, tripled down, quadrupled down. He went back to the well as he now wants to talk to Kellen Moore, the Dallas Cowboys OC. He is 34 years old. Back in 2018, when his NFL coaching career started, he was Dallas Cowboys quarterback coach. And since 2019, has operated as the offensive coordinator in Dallas under Jason. Um, wow. Did I really just forget his name? Whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, Jason, Cowboys coach. Forget it. Oh, my God. I got to look this up now live on the podcast. I know someone's yelling right now being like, we know the name. We know the name. We know the name. Jason, Cowboys coach. Google. Uh, Jason Garrett. Okay. Jeez. So sorry for that. So Jason Garrett. He was there under Jason Garrett as a player, then a coach, and, of course, has been kept there by Mike McCarthy, but really Jared Jones, because Jerry is the one who runs things in Dallas. Only five years of NFL experience as a coach, four as an OC, one as a quarterback. So by far the most OC experience of the candidates out there. Even Jim Caldwell, like he has the most coaching experience of all the candidates anyways, um, but only spent one year as an OC, but not really that big of a deal. Ken Dorsey only has one year, uh, this being his first year. Ben Johnson of the Lions only has one year, this, of course, being his first year as well. Uh, Frank Reich had four years as an OC, but then he has 17 years of NFL experience as a coach, so he's got a ton. Um, Shane Steichen has three years as an NFL OC, and Mike Kafka only one again, this his first year. So Kellen Moore, of the younger candidates out there, that being Kafka, Steichen, uh, Johnson, Dorsey. He has the most OC um, experience in the NFL. So we'll see. I don't know if Kellen Moore is the top of my list. I'm going to give you all that list here uh, shortly. But it just shows you that David Tepper has the type. Kellen Moore played college football at Boise State. Go Broncos, I guess. Uh, then spent time in the NFL with Dallas Cowboys. I did not mention yesterday that Shane Steichen played quarterback. He did once upon a time in college at UNLV. Mike Kafka, Northwestern, played in the NFL. Ken Dorsey played on one of the all-time great college football teams in the 2001 national champion Miami Hurricanes. Then spent time in the NFL, I think also in the CFL. Ben Johnson was a walk-on quarterback at UNC. Literally had never heard of this guy, and I've been a lifelong Carolina fan up until this season, but he's done a great job. So, hey, come on down, maybe. Uh, again, according to Bet Online, he has the top odds at 5-1. to one. Frank Reich played quarterback at Maryland, where you might have heard this before. He was roommates with Boomer Esiason. Boomer brings it up all the time on Inside the NFL and Showtime. And, of course, he had one of the great comebacks in the playoffs, leading the Buffalo Bills, I think, down by like 35 points to win that game in um, one of their four fails in the Super Bowl. Uh, and then Jim Caldwell played DB at Iowa, and he's actually never coached on the defensive side of the ball in his entire career in college and in the NFL. So that's a interesting uh, path there for Jim Caldwell. And then Steve Wilkes, as we know, defensive back at App State, has spent his entirety of his career coaching on the defensive side of the ball. Again, like I said to y'all yesterday, considering the backgrounds of all the coaches that David Tepper wants to speak to, it's hard to see Steve Wilkes getting this job. It really is. And as much as I want him to get the job, as much as I believe he has earned it, that he's more than deserving of this opportunity, it's hard to believe that when you look at what David Tepper is really looking for. A young, offensive-minded guy who has experience playing the quarterback position either at the college level or at the NFL level. And Steve Wilkes, unfortunately, is not that. But does not mean he's not going to get the job. He has the second-best odds, according to Bet Online, 21-4 to 4, and plus 525. Just to me, 
David Tepper's telling us all right now, not even silently, that I want an offensive guy. And he told us straight up when Steve Wilkes was named the interim that he would have to do an incredible job. And he's done an incredible job. But unfortunately, he has not all of a sudden in 13 weeks become an experienced OC or a former quarterback, which I guess may disqualify him for the job here in Carolina. But we will see. Now, as far as Steve Wilkes goes, yeah, I want to be the coach. I already said that just now. But let's get some of the other candidates, as we talked about. Shane Steichen, Ben Johnson, um, you got Frank Wright, Ken Dorsey, Jim Caldwell, Mike Kafka, Kellen Moore, those other guys that have interviewed or at least been requested to interview. Where do I have them as far as my non-Wilkes candidates? I'll tell you all here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. I kept bringing up Bet Online, our gambling partner here at um, Locked on Panthers and the Locked on Podcast Network. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there also. Hey, put your money down on who you think the next Carolina Panthers head coach is going to be from the NFL playoffs to the NBA and all the sports out there in the world. They've got you covered at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, which I imagine you do since you listen to this podcast, Daily, you can also find those at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. This podcast is also brought to you by our friends over at Ultimate Football GM. And I'm really geeked out about this new partner that we have that's sponsoring today's episode, the mobile game, Ultimate Football GM. Have you ever in your life dreamed of becoming an NFL GM? and managing your own football franchise. I'm sure you have. There's plenty of people out there that are Twitter GMs, and you you know that's you. Well, your dream can come true off of Twitter and right here, and this is definitely the game for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft and all the ups and the downs of a season all of this in a challenging and realistic game world ultimate football gm is completely free and playable offline play on the go as you want and whenever you want to locked on panthers listeners get a 100 free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on in the game store that's locked on in all caps so make sure to check it out today to download the game just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores that's ultimate-gm.com Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Again, my top candidate for the Carolina Panthers next head coach is Steve Wilkes. Like, what else does this man have to do? He's already shown you that he can adapt to the weaknesses of his team offensively and lead the best offensive performance ever in Carolina Panthers history. Through 28 seasons, no other coach or team has put up more yardage then Steve Wilkes, Carolina Panthers did back on Christmas Eve against the Detroit Lions. So I know a lot of people would say, oh, well, he's going to be Ron 2.0. I don't want to watch this conservative nature. I want a fun offense with a high-powered quarterback. Well, hey, guys, you can want all those things, but even on the quarterback, you don't have the receivers or the offense line. It doesn't really matter. And right now the Panthers don't have the quarterback. They don't have the receivers. They have DJ. Terrace coming along, but I need to see more. The O-line, it's there. But I am concerned about their health going to next season, considering that Austin Corbett towards ACL Week 18. Hate that for him. Brady Christensen, ankle probably going to be fine. But you start to wonder, coming off injuries, will they play at the level they played at this year where the Carolina Panthers only started two different offensive line combinations after starting 13 
during the 2021 season. So, yes, I want a high-powered offense. I also would love to see things be modernized. I would love to see that. But you have to have the personnel. If you don't have the personnel, you got to adapt. And Steve Wilkes showed, as a defensive guy, that he can put it up together in offense and in the hands of a coordinator who you really don't think is very capable, I'm talking to you guys, and Ben McAdoo, and we had success. You know, it wasn't consistent, but again, when you have limitations, it's hard to get the same consistency as, uh, I don't know, Buffalo, San Francisco, uh, Kansas City, and all the other top teams in the league, Cincinnati as well. It's hard to do that if you don't have the personnel. So Carolina needs personnel, but what you also need is leadership. And Steve Wilkes has demonstrated that he is a leader, not of men, but of people. Those are his words. He's done everything in his power to get this job, but it does not feel like he's going to get this job. So I might as well rank right now who I'm liking as far as the seven non-Wilkes candidates right now. So we got Shane Steichen, you got Frank Reich, Ben Johnson, there's Mike Kapka, Ken Dorsey, Colin Moore, Jim Caldwell, those seven guys, all of them, as I mentioned before, with a offensive background and all of them except for Jim Caldwell, Played quarterback once upon a time, whether in college or the NFL or even in the Canadian Football League. Hey, Canada, our friends up there and all our Canadian listeners. So let me start from uh, bottom to top. Should I do that? Kellen Moore, number seven. He's still young. All these guys are young. Like We got, what, six of these guys or um, five of them, rather, are, are 42 years young and younger. 42 years young, <laughs> but they're uh, 42 and younger. So that's going to be what it looks like the next Panthers coach is going to be. He's going to come from that 35, 30, but be like 35 or 41, whatever. So he's going to be in that kind of that range. So Kellen Moore, though, Cowboys offense, yes, they're good. They looked really bad, I know, on Sunday in that loss to the Commandos. I'm just not really loving it right now, Kellen Moore. I think he's fine. I still just want a little bit more seasoning. Five years of NFL experience is by far the least amount of experience of all the guys that are interviewing for this job. So, Kellen Moore, my last choice of the non-Wilkes candidates. Uh, my sixth choice, Jim Caldwell. And this is not a slight on Jim because, look, I would love to see him get another opportunity in the NFL. I know he's also interviewing Denver. I just don't feel like he's actually – getting a fair shake to be the head coach here in Carolina has the most experience as a head coach as as he coached both in Indianapolis taking him to a Super Bowl and losing and also coaching in um in Detroit where the last time the Lions were any good now they were better this year of course nine and seven no we're not nine and seven nine and eight he was a coach and for whatever reason he was fired and then we saw Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn that New England duo fall flat on their face and completely well, not completely, but continue to sink the franchise into that that endless pit that it's always been in. Just dropped my water there, so that's not great. Um, either way, so Jim Caldwell, I see him more as a Rooney Rule candidate. I hate to say that. Um, as a black man, I'm going to call a spade a spade. He's only really here to be a Rooney Rule candidate. Maybe he gets a job. If he does, then, hey, great. Good for you, Jim Caldwell. Still would be surprised if that's the case. Uh, my fifth one, Mike Kafka. Kind of in a similar mold of Kellen Moore only seven years of experience so far in the NFL. This is his first year as an OC. Of course, four years as a quarterback coach. I do think it was probably better for him to get away from Kansas City and to be able to call the plays. I think I don't again, I gotta look this up. Does he call the plays? I'm not quite sure if he does in New York, but to get away from the whole Andy Reid tree. because uh, we've seen a guy like Bietemy, I don't know what might be there in 
his in the background that has led owners to not want to hire him. I don't know if he interviews poorly. To me, it just seems kind of it's ridiculous that a guy who spent that much time on Andy Reid's staff with that quarterback has not gotten a job. When you saw Doug Peterson get a job in Philadelphia and go and win a Super Bowl, you saw Matt Nagy get a job in Chicago and bomb there. But it worked out at first. But you've seen those guys get jobs, but yet the enemy can't get a job. And in Mike Kafka, when he was in Kansas City, people were talking about, oh, man, Mike Kafka – He's pretty bright. Maybe we should uh, interview him for a job. I just think it's a little bit early. I would love to see him do more with the Giants before going out there and hiring a head coach. And, and I, I say all this to, for y'all because, look, Joe Brady, who was the OC here in Carolina when Matt Rule first got here, we all remember that. Things didn't really go great for him. He hadn't had a lot of experience calling plays. Hadn't really had a lot of experience really operating an offense because even at LSU, he wasn't the offensive coordinator. He coached the wide receivers. He wasn't coaching Joe Burrow, but he coached tremendous talents, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and Terrace Marshall. But he wasn't calling the plays. And we saw in the NFL where, yes, they had a lot of success, even with Teddy Bridgewater, but with Curtis Samuel and with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and Mike Davis, where they were all able to go for 1,000 yards from scrimmage, but still in crunch time, blaming the quarterback if you want. It's a overall, as I said at that point in time, organizational failure that they were unable in those eight opportunities to go down the field and either tie or win the game. And that has to fall back on Joe. We look at their efficiency ratings, especially in the third quarter. You look at them in the red zone. They just were not good enough. And I think uh, in part because the guy he was calling the plays just did not have enough experience. And sitting here in such an important hire, I don't want a coach who does not have enough experience at this level hands-on and even as a play caller and I just don't think Mike Kafka I know high level stuff with Andy Reid being there with Patrick Mahomes I would like to see more from him before I would be interested but I guess he's not going to get the job now maybe in three years four years we're right back here which in all likelihood is probably what's going to happen if we're just being honest about how coaching hires end up not trying to be negative just being honest maybe Mike Kafka then but he'll probably have a job elsewhere but nah I'm not really feeling Mike Kafka uh Ken Dorsey would be my fourth choice of course Ken Dorsey has experience here in Carolina Having worked with Cam, so you know he can work with a young quarterback in Cam Newton. I guess Cam was kind of really in the middle part of his career, you know, whatever. He had he had experience by then. But working with Cam Newton then, and then also he's been working with Josh Allen, so you know he can work with some of these top-end talents. And a big personality in Cam. I don't really know the kind of personality that Josh Allen has, but you know he can play, he can work with those kind of guys. So I, I, I like that about him. Um, again, first year as the OC, it's Josh Allen. How much is it of him? Because the same people looking at Biannimi and being like, ah, it's kind of for me like with Ken Dorsey, it's like, eh, how much is it him? Because the personnel is great. And I think the personnel here in Carolina, it's not there yet, but I think it's going to get there eventually because Scott Fitter said we can get some explosive players this year. I'm just not necessarily right there yet with Ken Dorsey. He does have experience, but still just under 10 years of NFL experience so far. So maybe in the future, if there's another opportunity, but um, I'm, I'm not feeling Ken Dorsey at this point in time. I don't know. He's here in Carolina. Like, okay. But, like, we already have a guy who's also here and also has already demonstrated he can get this team to play hard on Sundays. Uh, third one, Frank Reich. I mentioned earlier the concerns of recent with the quarterbacks and how much of a role did he play and just the offense and all that kind of stuff. But also look at Ursay. I think he would be a good choice. He has the experience. He obviously has worked wonders of a couple quarterbacks but he's also you know had his struggles recently I, I like I like Reich 
I don't think I love Reich, but I like him a little bit more than the other guys because I know that he can take a team to the playoffs. And I know that he can adapt with with, um, with two guys who are solid players, obviously, and Andrew Luck when he was playing, and then with Phillip Rivers. And then he can even get you competitive with freaking Carson Wentz. And this year, I don't know what happened to Indy, but it was um, it was a dumpster fire. I don't really know if it was all of his making. My top two, number two is Ben Johnson. And you're going to wonder, all right, Julian, you talk about you don't want a guy who doesn't have a lot of experience calling plays. Like, sure. Ben Johnson, though, when you look at his resume, he's spent 11 years in the NFL, which outside of Jim Caldwell and, of course, Frank Reich, the end then Shane Steichen, like, that's the most. He spent nearly – he spent over a decade, nearly a dozen years in the NFL. And when you look at where he's been, like, he's been in Miami, he's been in Detroit. But the positions that he's coached. He's been an assistant quarterback coach, been a tight end coach, been a wide receiver coach, quality control coach. He's been a tight ends coach. He's coached every position in the offense outside of the offensive line. So just imagine just the things he can draw up. And if you've seen it, if you watch the Lions at all this season, I can get on board with Ben Johnson. Again, I was surprised when I saw him a top bet online as 5-1 to odds to be the Carolina Panthers head coach, and he's got the ties. Of course, he's a Tar Heel, so I'm going to be a fan of him, even though I didn't even know he was on the team back when uh, he was in college because he was a walk-on. But I could get down with Ben Johnson. I do like the experience. I like that he's working quarterbacks. I like the offense that he's been able to build in Detroit with Jared Goff, someone that people went into the year thinking, like, okay, Jared Goff, maybe one year of this, they stink again, and they get somebody else. And even throughout the season, as the Rams are bad, Folks talk about, hey, well, why don't they just go get somebody else? Dan Campbell said they believe in Jared Goff. Brad Allen, the GM there, said they believe in Jared Goff. And I'm pretty sure Ben Johnson has shown that, yeah, man, we kind of believe in Jared Goff. So imagine what he could do with someone else. And Jared Goff, remember, number one overall pick, who they gave up on in L.A. It worked out. They got a Super Bowl. I think Ben Johnson wouldn't be a bad choice. But my top choice, if it's not going to be Steve Wilkes, it can be Shane Steichen, y'all. 37, again, spent time in San Diego. Um, originally as a defensive guy, which I think actually can help you to be on that side of the ball, but then go on the offensive side of the ball, which I think is why Jim Caldwell's probably had success too throughout his career and also being around a lot of good quarterbacks. Um, but what he's been able to do with young quarterbacks in Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, that's what you want. And even having success, which, duh, Phillip Rivers, you're going to have success with him. Feels like to me like that's the guy that you would want. One of the better offenses in the league, top 10 or top team in the NFC, 12 years of NFL experience, three as an OC, four as a quarterback coach. But again, the younger quarterbacks, and that's what you're going to bring here to Carolina. He has proven at a younger age of 37 that he can coach these guys up and get them to a high level. And no one thought Justin Herbert, who I loved at Oregon, was going to come out there slinging the pill like he did his rookie year in 2020. And what Jalen Hurts has done has been remarkable. The growth from last season when he went to the playoffs to this season. The dude was an MVP candidate before going down. Not sure whether he still is or not. Probably should be considering how they performed with those two losses. But man, Shane Steichen, if it's not going to be Steve Wilkes, give me that guy. And honestly, as I mentioned before, with Mina Kimes saying this is a top job. And I've mentioned also to y'all that other than this job, maybe the Broncos – they're going to get their pick. And Shane Steichen, if it ain't Wilkes, let that man be the pick. All right. We'd love to see Wilkes get the job, though. Okay, so we talk about those seven guys and Wilkes. So eight candidates right now. Again, we'll see if they all interview. Uh, Johnson can interview this week. Steichen can interview this week. Um, Reich already interviewed. Dorsey has to wait until after the divisional round. Um, the wild card round, rather. Um, Mike Kafka 
has to wait after the wild card round after this weekend. Uh, Caldwell's already interviewed, and then Kellen Moore, same case, got the game on Monday, has to wait until after Monday before he can interview for the job, whether they win or lose. But there's also something missing. Um, another black candidate, by the way, external, David Tepper. But who else should he be evaluating just outside of the, uh, let's check another box? Who else should be on the candidate list for David Tepper? I'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year, which is the goal for everybody every single year, it seems like. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but you don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got just the thing for you. You got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously. They're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for New Year's resolutions. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy for you. Only 130 calories and four. Four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein help you get strong. And now you don't have to wait around and get a box for years. We've been talking about ordering from Built Bars from Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or at Sam's Club if you remember. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club and, again, a member, run in, don't walk, and grab a 13-bar box of our hit new flavor brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so David Tepper has to uh, speak to another external minority candidate to fulfill the Rooney rule. I got someone who asked me about, hey, did David Tepper forget about this? Um, I don't think he's forgotten. I just think he's run out of offensive candidates that he would like to talk to. And it's going to be very obvious any other minority coach he talks to is clearly just there to check the box and not really a candidate, which is unfortunate. Because a, a guy who I'd love to see would be D'Amico Ryans, who already has been requested by the Houston Texans where he formerly played there. But as I mentioned before, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated, the Monday morning quarterback, has said that Ryans could be picky. And I imagine he should be picky when you're on a team that I think the Niners are going to the Super Bowl, y'all. And if they win it, it wouldn't really shock me. Yes, even with Brock Purdy, the guy's played well enough. But Ryan's defense has been incredible all season long. That is a dude who, if I really had my wish list of guys, like it would be Steichen, it would be Ryan's, it would be Johnson, and it would be Wilkes. Like those four, you give me any of those four, then I'm like, yeah, let's ride. Let's go. I'm down with that. But D'Amico Ryan's, he's got to get an interview. I don't even care at this point in time if it is David Tepper checking a box. I know that sounds bad, but for me, really, I want him in the building. I want him in front of Tepper. And I want him to blow Tepper away. Remember, 
David Tepper got souped up on some damn meatballs down in Waco, Texas, and fell in love with Matt Rule. So he can fall in love with Matt Rule and some damn meatballs. What do you think D'Amico Ryans is going to do to him when he gets in here, into the building, and have a conversation face-to-face? Like, seriously, it is malpractice, in my opinion, for David Tepper not to talk to D'Amico Ryans. It absolutely is. Because, yeah, okay, fine. Kellen Moore played quarterback. Whatever. Who is knocking down Kellen Moore's door right now? Not really anybody. Like, Mike Kafka, I, apparently is a bright guy. I just Ken Dorsey, I just don't see it right now with really those candidates. Like, don't, like, he needs to be diverse in who he's talking to. And, I've, and it's not just, you know, color of skin. It's like background, but offensively, defensively, where they've come through, come from, come in thought, and also diversity of thought. It's not just skin color when I'm talking about that. I've said throughout this, before we even got to the process with Steve Wilkes, who I want to get the job, that even when we get to this point, David Tepper needs to cast a wide net. I understand that Scott Bitter said it wouldn't be a big group. You already got eight guys, man. So that feels kind of big to me. What's adding one more going to do to hurt your opportunity of identifying the best coach? They should be trying to talk to as many candidates as possible. And D'Amico Ryans absolutely should be one of those guys. I even think Dan Quinn should be. And from what I've seen reporting-wise, looks like Dan Quinn, Denver Broncos, that's probably going to be the marriage. Maybe Jim Harbaugh there, but Dan Quinn more likely. Done a really good job coaching defense. I get it. Falcons coach blew a 28-3 lead. Never, never forget that happened to the Falcons. Never, 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 ever forget that. And then they got the propensity then to just completely blow games after the, off of that uh, after that because I think mentally dudes are just wrecked. I think Dan Quinn's a good coach. He also has experience with um, Scott Fitterer. And it seems weird to me that Dan Quinn hasn't received the request yet. It's, it's still early. You can get him in. But just odd to me that one of the top candidates last year who ended up not getting a job, he pulled out of it to go back to Dallas, but another guy who's going to be a top candidate this year and Quinn hasn't gotten a call from Carolina, especially when he knows a general manager, which then leads me to wonder, hmm, how much control does Scott Fitter really have here in Carolina? Another conversation for another day. Uh, Ezra Evero, who is the defensive coordinator out there in Denver with the Broncos, they got a great defense. The Panthers have a great defense. They have young studs. The Panthers have young studs. Sounds like a pretty natural marriage right there between the two. Also, unfortunately, would check the box of the Rooney rule for David Tepper. Uh, but he's someone who's been requested in Houston. He's also interviewing in Denver, where, he, of course, he's already right now. And I hear a lot of good things about that guy. I don't understand why David Tepper wouldn't dock them as well, because other teams obviously are interested in him. And how about Jonathan Hinn, who it seems like he's going to be the favorite in Houston unless – all of a sudden, Josh McCown finally gets the job. Jonathan Gannon's had a great defense in Philadelphia. Um, Nick Sirianni, the head coach up there, is already expecting to lose one, if not both, of his coordinators, that being Steichen, the OC, and then Gannon, the defensive coordinator. If you're going to talk to Shane Steichen, who's part of the best team in the NFC, why wouldn't you talk to Jonathan Gannon, who's also a part of the brain trust of the best team in the NFC? Like Those four all should be getting interviews. Do not care. Interview as many people as possible. And hell, bring in Harbaugh. Make it 13. Be thorough. Don't just limit yourself to, oh, man, he played college quarterback. Hey, he used to coaching. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's like, come on, dude. Come on, David Tepper. But, again, as I've told y'all, he's probably going to mess this up anyways, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. The end. Okay, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. 
Again, y'all be sure to watch the show. Subscribe to the show on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. Check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Rate, review, subscribe there. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council because tomorrow it's your time to shine because I'm going to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. Either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council. Participate tomorrow on the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked On Panthers. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I'll talk to y'all tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 